Hey yo, say hello to the back Scott Hall. Hey, this is Olympic gold medalist Kurt Angle from TNA. Oh, it's real. It's damn real. Hi, this is Booker T, the five-time WCW champion. And you listen to SNS Radio Network. Yo, monkeys, it's me, P-P-P, the king of Adabim, the master of the diamond cutter, the three-time, three-time, three-time world champion. Stay tuned or you will feel Hey, you listen on the SNS Network, and that's the bottom line. The Stone Cold Sexo. The world is listening. Due to some violent content, parental discretion is advised. Anymore. I'm mad as hell about these freaking whores who have pimped and raped and prostituted the sport of professional wrestling right down into the ground, right down into the gutter, right down into the circus with all the clowns. I'm mad as hell and I'm not gonna take it anymore. It's still real to me, damn it! As I locked eyes with a warrior that has his face painted and the outer edges of his faceplate interlocked with each other. Then I know that that warrior is ready to make that sacrifice so that I shall live. Wow, man, freaked out! Woo! I have wined and dined with kings and queens, and I've slept in alleys and dined on pork and beans. And that's the bottom line. What? Just stone cold said so. Are you ready? I said, are you ready? Do I have everybody's attention now? In anybody else's hands, this is a microphone. In my hands, it's a pipe bomb. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for Wrestling News Live with the bad boys of wrestling radio. And you two jabronis don't even have enough class to introduce yourself? What is your name? Wrestling. It doesn't matter what your name is. Here are your hosts, the Trey Dog and JJ Sexay. If I can be serious for a minute. All right, I guess we're going to try this for the second time tonight. Uh, welcome to Wrestling News Live. I am Mr. Money on the Mic, JJ Sexay. And, oh, man, what a night it's been. Uh, for most of you that are listening on the archive, you're like, what do you mean the second time tonight? For those of you listening live, you know what's going on. I've had some technical problems with the old PC. But uh, we are going to try and get through this episode of Wrestling News Live. It'll be an abridged version of Wrestling News Live, mind you. But uh, we're going to get through this. And I want to thank each and every one of you for sticking around in the chat. Archive listeners, just be glad you got an archive. Uh, but with that being said, we're going to be talking about Monday Night Raw, the things that happened last night on the program. We're going to run down the news of the week. 
And ladies and gentlemen, joining me right now, uh, he is my co-host. He is the Bronx father, Tony J. Mirabella. Can you hear me now? I, I can hear you. Wow. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but we can hear you. It's a miracle. I'm telling you, man, it's a Super Bowl all over again, brother. You might just be right, my friend. I mean, who knows? You know, the power of this show might just intimidate those out there to sabotage it. You might have a point there, man. But um, how you been? I mean, I know we've been kind of doing some tech work for about the last 45 minutes now. But aside <laughs> from that, man, how, how have you been this week? Good, man. Good, man. Tax return coming tomorrow, hopefully, you know, uh, want to buy some things and just, you know, just the usual. Uh, pretty good. Pretty good. Um, but, you know, I'll send you that tech support check and, you know, that bill in the mail, you know, for, let's see, 45 minutes, not quite an hour, 40 bucks. <laughs> I tell you what, why don't you bill Hart Legacy Wrestling for that, okay? Uh, no, I'd rather just take the fucking loss. Okay, well, that's pretty much what everybody else is doing, too. But, uh, or at least, I kid, maybe they're not. I don't know. I, I, I did hear, and I'm not going to throw out any, um, any actual people. Uh, I'm not going to throw out any names here, in other words. But from my understanding, uh, two of the names from the show, uh, their checks bounced. Wow. Yeah, so pretty hefty checks, and they bounced. So it is what it is. You know, I, I was in, in recent contact with Stacey Angel over the last couple of days, and she was basically telling me that, uh, you know, she was going to send me an email money transfer because she asked me how I wanted to be paid, and I said, I want fucking cash because I will not accept a check. And she goes, well, you take an email money transfer? I said, sure, why not? So I gave her my email address, and I've yet to see anything. So it is what it is. We'll see what happens, but... Uh, it's been a, it's been a hell of a week. I went and did a, an interview with CBC this past week, and then yesterday they actually contacted me to do a phone interview. So I did that like a little four minute interview that I'll play later on the show um, regarding what's going on with Heart Legacy. But uh, I, I don't know, man. It's it, it's crazy to be quite honest. I'm, I'm just ready to get paid, move on, and uh, you know, I mean, I've, I've scorched the earth beneath them. I don't know how much more they can take. Well, it's not just you. I mean, anyone who's getting fucked by them should, you know, take the initiative like you did and say, look, you know, this is, it's bullshit. You know, and some of the comments that I've read this week, I mean, I know we don't want to get too heavily into it. You know, we, we all know what the situation is, but, oh, well, you know, promotions have screwed wrestlers before. <laughs> yeah, that's nice. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, you're talking about the the post Tasty Angel basically put out there where she basically said that uh, members of the Hart family of stiff wrestlers in the past, but when she does it, everybody's all over her. So she admitted to stiffing the wrestlers, which I, she's too stupid to fucking realize what she's saying, obviously. But it's not okay when anybody gets stiffed. It doesn't matter if you're a female promoter or a male promoter. That's just ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, this sounds like a bitch who needs, you know, an oxygen mask when she's chewing gum because she can't breathe and do that at the same time. Well, you know, the, the interesting thing about this whole thing is the guy that's the money man or the supposed money man, John Oniston, um, is, is a little Nigerian guy. And uh, I'm just wondering if maybe he's from Burkina Faso. Is, <clears throat> excuse me. Isn't it funny how a guy like that has a last name, Honest In? 
Yeah, I, I thought that was kind of uh, ironic, too. But uh, like I said, we're getting off topic. We're going to do a short show. Let's go ahead and jump into that little thing that we like to call the Raw Recap Bronx. It's time for your WNL Monday Night Raw Recap with Don Brox, the Brox Father. All right, everybody. The Raw Recap begins with CM Punk. And he comes out and says that Justin Roberts should announce him as the people's champion because he never really lost the belt. And Punk talks about how he was screwed, how the belt was stolen from him. He talks about what it means to be a champion. And Vince is a cutthroat. He deserved what happened last week. He hired an actor to portray Paul Heyman in that scathing video, which shows that the Shield was, you know, involved with them all along. He will grant Rock, grant Rock a rematch at Elimination Chamber. Now, Booker T comes out to interrupt and totally botches what he was beginning to say. And he says Vicky has allowed him to come out and decide Punk's fate. But Booker says he'll leave it up to the WWE Universe to decide what happens. He will face one of his former WrestleMania opponents. And you can vote on this via the WWE app. Or we get a tutorial by Michael Cole on exactly how you can download the app on the iPhone. So, you know, first we have Randy Orton, who's one of the choices, talking about how he fought Punk at WrestleMania. And in our first match, we have Ryback versus Antonio Cesaro. And Cesaro held his own pretty good. But at the end of the day, Ryback gets the win. Can you still hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Okay, just checking. Yeah, we're good. We're good. Calm down. Now, next, we have Rey Mysterio talking about CM Punk. And he says, hey, I took him down at WrestleMania 26 and I took his hair. So I should be your pick. Um, but Vicky is talking to John Cena and she's basically saying, you know what? You're crazy to call out the shield because Cena wants to call out the shield tonight. She goes, you're nuts. You're going to get killed. And Cena says, look, the shield needs to be stopped. So there you go. Later on tonight, John Cena will call out the shield. We uh, see a recap of Trish uh, Stratus. She's going to be inducted into the hall of fame. Rightfully so. Now it's Jericho's turn to tell you why you should pick him. He says, you don't claim you're the best in the world. The people choose that for you. It's the fan's choice. Pot, kettle, so, black. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. But he's a face now. So we got kind of got to forgive that. You know what I mean? I, you know, I, I just remember, I'm the best in the world at what I do. But you do want the jacket. Admit it. I do, I do. Just because I don't want a Christmas tree next year, I want Jericho's jacket, and I want to put presents underneath Jericho's jacket. I mean, I know when you come to New York, you're going to be shopping around looking for that jacket, man. You know you want it. Well, I'm sure with the people you know, you could probably hook me up with one. Possibly. But we have a, a match with Santino versus kind of rough-looking Jack Swagger, and Jack Swagger wants his 
part on the next pay-per-view and Booker T's on commentary for this match. And Jack Swagger, of course, goes over Santino quickly. Santino taps out to Swagger's newly named submission, the Patriot Act. And I got to say, I'm kind of liking this badass attitude version of Swagger. You know, I like the look. I like the heel beard. And hopefully there's some things in the future for old Jack Swagger. Well, you know, my only knock on Jack Swagger, I'm digging I'm digging the hair. Uh, you know, the, the bearded looks kind of cool. It kind of reminds me when Edge went fucking had the beard there for a little while and looked kind of kind of rough but uh i i think he need he needs to be repackaged as far as like his outfit because the singlet to me just doesn't work anymore for him i yeah. it just he looks weird as it is but i don't think the singlet's doing him any justice like he either needs tights or he needs uh uh you know i don't know long tights or, or short tights i don't care but he needs something different because to me honest honest to god that fucking singlet just isn't working you know, if he's calling his finisher the Patriot Act and he's supposed to be like this fucking all-American, why is he not wearing red, white, and blue anymore? It's it's always black and, you know, purple and red and all this other bullshit, but it's never, I, I don't know. I, I just, I like the intensity that Jack Swagger showed on the show, but my problem is it's Raw. Why are we focusing on SmackDown talent on Raw? I, it just kind of bothers me a little bit. Well, I mean, why not? You know, Raw is, you know, the super show, so we're going to have, well... To be fair, they haven't called it that in a while. So you're right. You're right. I get what you're saying. But, you know, the brand split's been dead. We've talked about this so many times. It it doesn't really bother me. I mean, I don't care. To me, the brands are not split anymore. It's It's over. But we continue on being told to vote for Punk's opponent on the WWE app. And breaking out of recap mode for a minute, I can report that the app did not work. It didn't work for me. It didn't work for several people in the chat room. Now, I'm going to give WWE a pass because I'm assuming that it was just totally overloaded. You can now go to WWE.com to vote for CM Punk's opponent, but that wasn't working either. So I, I think it was an innocent thing where they were just over the fuck loaded from people voting. So I'm not going to, you know, throw stones at them. I'll give them, I'll give them a pass. Alberto Del Rio comes out and uh, the big show is shown attacking Ricardo on SmackDown. And now this leads into our match. Alberto Del Rio versus Cody Rhodes, who apparently has broken up from Damian Sandow. We have no more Rhodes scholars, which I'm a little bummed about. But Rhodes ends up ends up tapping out to ADR and Del Rio cuts a promo. And says, you know what? I was wrong to look down on everyone. Big Show is trying to bully me. He's trying to bully all of you. He appreciates all the fans' support. He appreciates the people who struggle to put food on their table. And Big Show says that he's not in the arena. He's in a hotel just chilling out so he won't hurt Del Rio. Del Rio says the Big Show's a coward. And, you know... Big Show says that ADR stole his title. Show wants a match at Elimination Chamber. Says Booker T knows what's going on. Tells ADR to sign the contract and have a courier bring it to my hotel room and then I'll sign it. Now, if you don't know where this is going, you don't know wrestling. I mean, we all saw this coming. And I thought it was kind of funny. Yeah, you know, it, it was kind of funny. 
it was kind of funny in the sense that, uh, you know, all night we saw Big Show, you know, basically running down, you know, like the the guy that I guess wanted a tip, you know, that brought him his, his room service. And uh, you know what? I, I actually enjoyed all through the night the Big Show basically berating people and everything. And I like how the guy's trying to tell him that Alberto is outside the door. And he's like, yeah, I know. You want my autograph. You're my biggest fan. La, 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 la. And then, of course, Alberto jumps him, which didn't last long. Right. Well, I mean, I think it's going to, you know, come down between these two. You know, it's, it, well, I have a little bit of a theory that I'll, I'll put out later and we'll see what everyone thinks. But backstage, well, first we find out that Jericho is going to be the one to face Punk. And King says the voting caused a power outage, which might or might not have been a jab at the Super Bowl. I don't know. But Kane and Daniel Bryan are backstage arguing. And Daniel Bryan says, I don't want you to ruin my chance of getting into into the elimination chamber. So no matter what happens, he tells Kane, keep your ass backstage. And we have Daniel Bryan versus Rey Mysterio. Daniel Bryan, after a decent match, ends up winning with the no lock. But before he can celebrate, we have our return. Yes, Mark Henry comes out and just fucking first he throws Daniel Bryan into the barricade, getting rid of him. He goes in the ring and starts beating the living shit out of Rey Mysterio. Sin Cara comes out, tries for the save, but he's caught in midair off off of a leap off the top rope. And Mark Henry just slams him. He's out of it. And then after beating down Rey Mysterio for a while, he does the squash off the second rope where he jumps onto Rey Mysterio. And I guess they're going to do this to get Mysterio off TV for a while. But you know what? I will say real quick, I'm hoping this is the Mark Henry that I keep seeing. You know, I've never bought Henry as a baby face. They wasted the first almost decade of his fucking career having him try to be a baby face look he's a giant angry strong dangerous black man and the way he played it up last night screaming this is what i do i beat people down i love a heel fucking mark henry and i'm glad to see him back i agree definitely and i think eventually he's going to be in the title picture again but you know i'll 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 talk on that. I think eventually when the whole thing with the big show and Del Rio is done, you could give Del Rio a big face push by having him take on another monster in the form of Mark Henry. You know, I hope we get to see that. But backstage, Daniel Bryan asked Kane, where were you? Where were you when Henry was beating my ass? And Kane says, fuck, you said to stay out of it. You know, so this tag team looks like it's dissolving. Uh, like you said earlier, the big show gets his food. He won't tip the waiter, won't listen to him. He's shown in his hotel room. And we move on to Kane versus Sheamus. Now, Daniel Bryan comes out and apparently attempts to help Kane. Um, excuse me. He attempts to help. Yeah, Kane. I just lost my entire train of thought. I'm not even going to ask you for the buzzer because everything might explode. But I deserve a buzzer. Yes, Oh, no, 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 no. Hold the fucking phone. No, 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 no. Don't even fucking go there. You want a buzzer? I'll give you a buzzer. So, wait a minute. You can do that, 
but we went through all this other shit before. Well, I'm I'm actually doing this on the fly here. Let's try that again. Nice. Yes. Epic fail. But in any event, Sheamus wins, and Daniel Bryan and Kane end up like just really going at it in the ring to where it looks like two big tag teams dissolving, man. You know, road scholars, and now it looks like hell no is, is going to be no more. Yep, WWE is going to pimp out that tag team division, folks. But in any event, Miz TV with Paul Heyman. And Heyman interrupts the Miz and offers his best wishes to Vince McMahon. Vince McMahon had hip surgery that night, I believe. And Miz says, do you think anyone believes you care? You give a shit about Vince McMahon. Heyman says he didn't know Brock would attack Vince. I'm innocent of this. Uh, Miz tells Heyman, you're the best liar I've ever known. But then Vicky Guerrero comes out, and this is interesting. She says she was responsible for Brock coming back, not Heyman. She was negotiating with Brock behind closed doors because he's a great free agent. And she would hope that by doing this, by signing Brock, Vince McMahon would make her the permanent GM. Really? Yes. Really? Really? I deserve epic fail for one flub. What the hell, man? I'm just fucking around with this. I'm trying to fix the audio as we're doing the show. So just, you know, keep going. Well, don't do it at my expense, motherfucker. That's my job, Brox. <laughs> it's what I do. Oh, I fucking hate you. I just can't post anything on Facebook now without you bringing up fucking Picard. See, look at that. First time tonight he brings up Picard. Didn't say a word. He's bringing up his boyfriend, Picard. What's up with you, man? You're the one always saying shit on my Facebook. Make it show, Brox. Make it show number one. Engage. Warp nine. All right. Let's not go there. We want to get through the recap. <laughs> Epic Vic- fail, Father. Epic fail. Yes. Thank you, John Luke. Anyway, Vicky starts crying. She says, pray for McMahon's well-being. And Miz basically says, you know what? Both of you are full of crap. Come on. Miz says Vince will come back and fire both of you. But as that happens, Brock Lesnar comes out and Miz gets F5'd basically through a sofa. Yes, a sofa. Brock goes crazy, throwing furniture all around. I mean, I don't know. This guy's coming off as a guy who failed nap time in kindergarten. But anyway, throws a whole bunch of shit around. Miz gets F5'd through a goddamn couch. And Heyman is like, Brock, he's sorry. Please, he's sorry. Don't beat him down anymore. So the Miz gets his ass kicked by Brock Lesnar. We have Wade Barrett versus Randy Orton. And as the Barrett barrage continues its great success, Randy Orton wins via RKO. We get a promo for Fan Douchebag, and he's shown dancing around and... uh You know, apparently this guy is going to debut Fandango, whatever the hell he's called. Can't wait. 
Fandango or Fandango or fan fucking tastic. Who gives a fan fucking shit? Yeah, I mean, really, who who cares? <laughs> I just, I you know, I thought at first this was just gonna die, and they were gonna repackage this poor poor man as something else. But no, he's gonna be Fandango. Well, we have our match: CM Punk versus Jericho. Highlight of the fucking night. Awesome, brutal match to the point where I think both guys probably got legitimately hurt during this. It was just an epic, epic match on Monday Night Raw. Really saved the show for me. And at the end, CM Punk wins with the go to sleep. But brilliant. I mean, Jericho, for a guy who can take so much time off and then come back and still be so fucking good, it's just a real credit, real credit to Chris Jericho. I enjoyed the shit out of this match. It was a good match, you know, and I'll be real honest with you. I watched a good chunk of Raw, but there was a lot of it that I missed because, again, I came home yesterday and found that my computer was fucking dead. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, there was no resurrection for it, and I had to make this one work. And as you could tell from tonight, I didn't do a very good job. Well, don't throw out the old one, man. We'll figure something out. I think I know what it is, but you know, we'll talk off air. Well, you know, like the power supply, like when, when I when I plug, I, I used another cord too, just to make sure it wasn't you know the cord. Right. When, I, when I plug it in, I get two lights in the back, a green and a yellow, but that's it. Nothing else will power on. It's just fucking dead. Oh, that's bad. <laughs> that's really bad. Well, that's your motherboard, my friend. See ya. <laughs> that happens. It happens, man. It happens. But we'll work it out. We'll figure it out. Bruno Sammartino. Yes, my pie's on. Forget about it. Forget about it. He will be inducted into the 2013 WWE Hall of Fame. I'll tell you, man, we were talking about this in chat. The Hall of Fame is fucking stacked this year. It's, It's actually a better Hall of Fame than it is a WrestleMania at this point. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll be there. I'll be there. The day that I thought would never happen, Bruno San Martino, hell is frozen over. He's going to be inducted in the Hall of Fame. Trish Stratus will be there. McFoley's going to be in there. And I'm going to be sitting right there watching this thing with the wife. Can't wait. Yeah, man. It's going to be real cool. It, it might be the best one ever. Who knows? You know, but, you know, I'm glad. I know a lot of people are saying, oh, Bruno's doing it for the money. I, I don't think so. You know, I think they sat down, talked, and at the end of the day, I'd want to be recognized in that way, you know, for any Hall of Fame. If you can be recognized as one of the best ever, fuck it, do it, you know. But glad to see Bruno going in. Now, John Cena, who I will say I actually thought last night, I, I kind of enjoyed the the shit that, that Cena was doing. He says, you know what, the Shield pushed me last week. Tonight, I push back. We go to the hotel room. Big Show has brought his contract and signs it. But then Del Rio attacks him. Now, Big Show is getting the upper hand on Alberto, beating the shit out of him in the hotel lobby until Del Rio does a classic move, picks up a fire extinguisher, sprays the Big Show, and gets the upper hand. The Big Show is left laying, and as Del Rio is going to the elevator, he opens it, and someone basically says, what what the fuck happened? And Del Rio goes, he had some bad Mexican food. He's fine. And we see Del Rio descending in the elevator. 
all right, I got a kick out of that. You know, Del Rio got the upper hand in the end, which we all knew would happen. I mean, you know, whenever a wrestler says, I'm in a hotel or I'm in a, you know, outside location, you know their ass is getting jumped. It was classic. True that. Now, we have Bane comes out, but he's not wearing his mask, and it's Brad Maddox. And basically, Maddox says something along the lines of, the truth was shown last week. Or, well, forget it. The truth was shown last week. He was manipulated by Paul Heyman. Maddox is glad it's all out there. He's an innocent victim and says that he gave Vince the footage to prove he was innocent. He says he's the hero of the story, and it will be him, not John Cena, who will teach the Shield about justice, and he calls out the Shield. The Shield comes out, and they talk a lot of shit on Maddox, and they said justice was putting Maddox in his place and beating him down. Last time it was business. Tonight the Shield will enjoy it. Maddox, you don't believe in the Shield. And before the Shield can really get to Maddox, they start attacking him. John Cena, Sheamus, and Ryback come out through the crowd. Um, a- after, um, after Maddox get his, gets his ass kicked, mind you. You know, it, John Cena, the hero, didn't come down to save Brad Maddox, who called these guys out, which was the obvious setup for, for you know, Ryback and Cena and Sheamus to come out. But poor Brad Maddox is getting his ass handed to him. And it's like nobody came to his aid. It was sad. It was really sad. Yeah, but on the other hand, Maddox still came off as kind of heelish because he says it's going to be me, not John Cena. You know what I mean? He didn't exactly put it over like he was totally babyface. So in a way, I understand that. But as the shield is getting attacked, they try to powder. But the entire babyface contingency of the locker room comes out to cut them off and shield gets a brief beat down before retreating and that's how we end monday night raw so there you have it so i I, I gotta ask do me a bane impersonation i I know you're dying to do it oh it's easy i'm going to cross this plane i'm going you know in that movie it was so fucking annoying that i could barely understand what that dumb motherfucker was saying is that the best you got? Seriously? I'm covering my mouth with my hand, which is basically how the whole movie sounded. Actually, it sounded like this. Injustice. Oh, Batman. What will break first? Your back or your spirit? Ryback. I screwed you out of the title. Yes, I did. I'm the champion of freestyle rap. Who in Gotham City is better than Bane? No one. Exactly. Yeah, that movie, and I know you'll hear a shot, and it'll be Sean with a high-powered rifle. That Batman movie to me was kind of wah, wah, wah. I mean, that's just my opinion. But in any event, you know, it's interesting last night how finally, you know, I, I love when these heel factions invade. And I'll go back as far as the NWO and then, of course, NXT. I love how they'll beat the shit out of a group of baby faces or one baby face for about 20 fucking weeks. And no one in the locker room bothers to come out and do anything. But finally, after about 
three months, the raw locker room says, fuck these guys. And last night comes out and shows solidarity in realism. Why wouldn't you do that immediately? I agree. Bronx, do you know what happens to your body without fiber? Uh, no, you don't sit. Your intestines seize and bowel movements become a thing of the past. Make it so, Bronx. You had to put that in there. Well, you see, Bane. Send the OA team to get fiber for the Bronx father. Yes. It's an injustice. He doesn't use fiber. My movie was so much better. Do you know how I got these scars, Bane? Do you want to know how I got these scars? I got them. My father, who was an alcoholic, cut my face to put a smile on it. And he said, why so serious? Your father cut your face because you weren't eating Viber. Your father was a smart man. It's injustice if you don't have fiber in your diet. What does fiber have to do with it, Bane? Give it up, man. <laughs> your Joker sucks. Your Bane sucks. This is Brock's impersonation. Let me tell you something. Yo, hey, Brox, why don't you do an impersonation of Father Guidaducci? Let me tell you something. Hey, Brox, why don't you do an impersonation of an Arab? Let me tell you something. It's all the fucking same voice. I'm trying. I'm trying. It's late. Love you, brother, but you Joker. It's just not up to par. It's an injustice that you even try. Let's move on and give the raw recap a grade. Oh, well, you know, a lot of people said no rock. You know, your WWE champion, not on raw, really. No Dolph Ziggler. Again, really. There were some good matches. I'm a bit tired of CM Punk, same shit every week. I mean, he's so good, and they're giving him the same dialogue. I'm not blaming him. Just tired of hearing him bitching about the same thing. I'll give the show a C. I didn't think it was that great. I'm, I'll probably go with a C as well because, you know, again, the only things of interest was Mark Henry coming back, which I popped for. You know, glad to see he's beating the shit out of people. And what's up with Rey Mysterio? He's got quite the little paunch going on. Is he, like, getting wellness tested recently or something? Like, have you noticed, like, he's wearing the fucking top because he's got the little pooch over the fucking, you know, belly? Not to say that he's in better shape than me because he absolutely is. However, I'm not a pro wrestler and I'm not out performing for the masses all the time. But he just looks like he's got that pouch, you know, growing right there in the midsection. It's just, it's crazy. You know, and now they're talking about Rey Mysterio taking time off. And they're going to pair Sin Cara up with fucking the great Kali. Okay. It goes from Sin Cara and Rey Mysterio to Sin Cara and fucking great Kali. Really, WWE? I, I'm, I'm just, I don't know, man. I'm going to give the show a C. I really wasn't feeling it last night. And I hope that it gets better building toward Chamber. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I, I was even looking for Triple H last night. Now, I can understand them delaying that a week. But, I mean, you know, obviously we know what's going to happen. Vince had a legit hip surgery. You know, he's not going to be around for a minute. And they're going to want to build Triple H versus Brock. You know, I'm I'm getting kind of tired of Paul Heyman, too. I mean, look, he's great at what he does. But I think that Heyman portrays himself as too good a liar. 
I mean, it's like, oh, I didn't know anything about Brock coming out. I didn't know anything about really, please. No, no, you're right. But I'll tell you, man, and, and you know, I'll put this in briefly. I want to see Mark Henry run roughshod through every fucking body. I want to see Del Rio finally get his last victory over the big show and retain that title. The problem is, I don't think it's a WrestleMania. Well, it could be a WrestleMania caliber match if they build up Mark Henry enough. But I'd like to see Mark Henry and Del Rio for that title. It could be interesting. Use Henry right. I mean, I loved it last night. I loved him talking shit. And I mean, the looks he was giving the camera. I mean, look. I see Mark Henry in a dark alley. I fucking run. Okay? That's what he always should have been. It's a shame that they didn't get Mark Henry right until the twilight of his career. A fucking shame. Because if they would have done this from the beginning... Whoa, whoa, been... whoa. No, 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 no. It's not that they were they didn't do him right from the beginning. It's that Mark Henry just wasn't a well-rounded athlete till that last little bit. Like... He was with a company for 10 years before he finally became a great wrestler. Um, you know, before he finally understood what it, you know what he needed to go out there and do. You go back to 2006 when he was feuding with The Undertaker at WrestleMania, and that's really when he started to show uh, glimmers of promise. I mean, he, he signed with the company back in 96. You know, they always had problems with him as far as his entering was, uh, you know, through the Attitude Era. And it really wasn't, again, until 2006 when he really started to fucking be a good worker, you know. And I think he's one of the best big men in the business today. Um, you know, he could retire tomorrow and, and have a stellar career just based on the on the last two, three years. Um, you know, I, I see a lot of potential with Mark Henry, especially building Ryback right now. That, that's another guy that you want to put in there with Ryback. You know, oh. you you want to give him Brock and you want to have a feud with Brock and you want to give him you know, Mark Henry and fucking show how strong he is against a guy like Mark Henry. I, I just, I think there's a lot of potential for Mark Henry to go out there and be that badass heel, but also put over, uh, you know, Ryback, who I think is going to be the next big star in this company. Yeah, and Hen Henry's definitely ready for that. I mean, I, I don't see big man going too much longer. I mean, as far as his career goes, maybe a year, maybe two years. You know, I, I think at some point he's going to retire soon. He's getting up there. I just hope they don't fuck it up. You know, I hope they keep him as the badass, scary, psychopathic heel. That works. Bronx, it seems the police are looking for you. Yep. What can I tell you? Just one of the many audio issues of tonight. Well, it, it happens, brother. I tell you what, why don't we go ahead and take our, uh, our commercial break, come back and uh, talk some news of the week before we get out of here. But uh, I'm going to kick it over to Bane, who's going to take us to commercial break. Yes, Bane, Bane, that's my name. Batman or Bruce Wayne are one of the same. You're listening to the SNS Radio Network. Wrestling News Live will return right after this. Animal, 
Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for Wrestling Radio Tips on how to host your very own wrestling radio show. Wrestling Radio Tip 101, take listener phone calls. Here's how it works. You set up a phone line, and when a listener calls in, you answer just like this. All right, let's let's go back to the phone lines. Welcome to Wrestling News Live. Who's this? What? Welcome to Wrestling News Live. Who's this? What? Welcome to Wrestling News Live. Who's this? Okay. <laughs> I I don't really follow Hulk Hogan because I, I just kind of find him up to be a, a washed up douchebag. Skeet, 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 skeet. It's 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 been booming at the warehouse with with Sincata just starting in WWE. The t-shirts and the mask have been up in the sky. Of, you know, so your tennis shoes are in the side. I told Julio to hold up on them. All we have to wait for the shoelaces to come in. In the bottom soul. What? 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 Okay. Well, what you gonna do, brother? Well, I just take off my shirt. Yeah. Say my prayers. Eat my vitamins. Yeah. Say no to the holy God. And I'm gonna go after you, brother. Yeah. Yeah. What you gonna do when the two-inch pythons run wild on you? <laughs> Bye, little. Hey, wrestling fans, do you want a break from the day-to-day ins and outs of the WWE, TNA, and Ring of Honor? Do you like talk radio that pulls no punches? And do you like your sci-fi and fantasy? Well, tune in to the Elite Force Podcast each and every midweek with Chuck W. And each weekend with William Walkie Walker and Mindwipe. Exclusively on the SNS Radio Network and the Chris Jones Gaming Network. Yeah. This is going to be fun. Every Thursday, the SNS Radio Network gets in the ring and starts running the ropes. When I want, okay, I want, I caught SmackDown again. I caught, I skipped Sheffield's gimmick, and I couldn't help but to think that his new gimmick sounds like an Arby's uh, roast beef sandwich. Join Brian Maverick Bertrand and Chris Kelly from HeadlocksHeadlines.com as they talk about every random thing going on within the WWE, TNA, Ring of Honor, and the NorCal Independent Scene. Running the Ropes also features interviews with stars from the past. It's me, it's me, it's the D-O-double-G, the road dog Jesse James. Present. What's going on? This is Kazarian. And this is the Fallen Angel, Christopher Daniels. And future. Hey guys, it's Dream of Fatigue. And so much more. So join the guys every week on Running the Ropes right here on the SNS Radio Network. Standing ovation here. Let's go to our ring announcer. The following podcast is scheduled to take you back in time. Host, ring announcer, Sean Beckerman. 
brings you Pro Wrestling Nostalgia, featuring classic moments and old school themes. So buckle up and go beyond the bell each and every week on the SNS Radio Network. It's go time. WrestlingOnline.com, the official news source of Wrestling News Live. If you're looking for the latest news in the world of MMA and professional wrestling, log on to www.wrestling-online.com and sign up for the largest and longest-running newsletter on the Internet today with over 26,000 subscribers and over 3,000 issues. And the best part, just like WNL, it's once again, that's www.wrestlingonline.com. The journey to greatness spins out of control. WrestleMania, these men must survive. WWE Elimination Chamber, live Sunday, February 17th, only on pay-per-view. This is Dominic Pecky John Morrison. And when I'm in the Palace of Wisdom, I listen to Wrestling News Live on the SNS Radio Network. All right, we're back right here, Wrestling News Live. And, well, John Morrison won't be showing up here in Calgary on February 22nd because, well, it appears that Heart Legacy Wrestling has canceled that event. Gee, I wonder why. Who knew? Who thought that was going to happen, folks? Now, I don't know the official story, but if I'm John Morrison, I'm probably not getting paid to show up at this event. So kudos to him for not showing. But uh sucks because I would have liked to have actually met him in person. But maybe there'll be other shows in the future that Morrison and I will work. But uh, we are back right here, Wrestling News Live. I, of course, am Mr. Money on the Mic, JJ Sexay. And I'm joined by, of course, my co-host, my partner in crime, if you will. And Bane's going to introduce him. Ladies and gentlemen, he's the Bronx father, Tony Mirabella. Well, as far as Jomo appearing is concerned, and Bane, my brother, I know that you're all about the money, man, and all about the crime, and I'll tell you right now, you hear this? There's an audio test for you. That's called money. That's what people get paid when they do a job. And maybe if Jomo would have heard, he'd be doing a job in February. But guess not. Sorry. Yes, I have a request for Heart Legacy Wrestling. Damn. Ouch. Nice, babe. Nice. Bronx, I have to go. But eat fiber. You don't want your intestines to seize, Bronx. Take care, brother. 
Glad to have you on the show. The pleasure was all yours. Yes. All right, Bane's gone. Bane's gone. He left. See, Batman went through all that shit. All I had to do was sit here and talk calmly to a brother, and he's really not that bad a guy. Well, that's that, that's a good point. He's pretty mellow, and he likes his fibers. So, you know, I mean, it's all that matters. Yeah, I mean, maybe that's what, you know, the mask was for. I mean, the guy eats so much fiber, he has to constantly shit. Maybe, you know, the, the oxygen in the mask is what kept him going. Well, I mean, you know, if you take anything away from tonight's Wrestling News Live, know that Bane wants you to eat healthy, and he wants you to have as much fiber as possible because if you don't eat it, your intestines will seize, and then you just don't have bowel movements, and, you know, it's just no good. Well, I'll tell you right now, we have talked shit on this show before, and it has come to fruition in the world of wrestling. If in the next month, Bane is on the cover of Fiber One Serial, you know what's going on. You know, we, we have talked shit on this program, and now we're talking about Fiber, and we're literally talking shit now, so... It has come full circle. Absolutely. Yeah, why not? Why not? I mean, we can do any topic on this show. It's not just wrestling. We can tell you how to take a good, healthy shit three times a day. Try that, Activia. There you go. I'm just thinking if, you know, things don't work out with you, you know, I'll just have Bane as my new co-host because he sounds pretty awesome. I've been here for almost six months, eight months, and you're still wondering if things are going to work out. I'm just, I'm just wondering if how how cool the JJ and Bane show would be. I mean, what what a morning show that would be. Like if I decided to do a morning show on this network, I mean, JJ and Bane in the morning would just be excellent. It could work. It could work as an even an added show. JJ and Bane in the morning, yeah. Bane could talk about fiber. I mean, could you imagine the promotion? From all these fiber, you know, it's not as big as it was in the 90s where everything was about fiber. Remember that? I, I remember that. I mean, I could just picture it now. You know, we'd be sitting there talking on the show, and I'd be like, let's kick it over to Bane. He's going to, you know, tell us what's going on in traffic. Well, there's a clusterfuck on the highway. Apparently, somebody didn't have their fiber this morning, and everybody's swimming in shit. And in other news, I broke Batman's back. Oh, shit. But it was fixed in minutes. You know, I love... I love how in the movies a broken back is fixed like within seconds. Oh, you got a vertebrae hanging out of your back. Well, forget about all that fancy surgery here. You're fine. Yeah, let me just push it back in. <laughs> right. You know. You know, if I knew that was the easy way to fix Harmony's back problems, fuck, I go push on her back all the time. Oh. I'm telling you. I'm not a, touching that. That wasn't an insult, bitch. I'm serious. She, she's got back issues from when she wrestled. No, I know. I know. I know. See, I just don't want to say anything that's going to have her kick my ass. See, you have to realize at some point her and I are going to be in the same room. You don't need to worry about her. I'm going to fucking take your ass to Central Park and beat the shit out of you. So I wouldn't worry about her. Yeah. Okay. I I can't even count on one hand the you know, nights of sleep I've lost worrying about that. (laughs) I hope you don't lose sleep. I want you well rested for when I kick your ass. I'll I'll bring my webcam. You do that. Better bring your A-game. Better make sure you watch a lot of Star Trek The Next Generation before. Are you ever going to let me live that down? No, I'm not. I'm not going to let you live that down. Ever. Never. As long as you are on this network, as long as you have a pulse and you are breathing, I will never let that go. All right, just monitor your PC settings and let's move on. Yeah, we may as well get to, get down to business. we got to talk some news of the week sponsored by our good friends over at wrestling-online.com. 
Check them out. If you haven't signed up for the newsletter, please do so and join over 27,000 other subscribers and get the news delivered to your inbox. I don't know, somewhere in the in the range of what? I don't know, three, four times a week sometimes. Anyway, it's free, just like Wrestling News Live. And, hey, just like Wrestling News Live, it's been around for like 16 years. So check it out. Excuse me! Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. May I have your attention, please? And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. And now the news. Maine compels you to sign up for the newsletter. I thought you left. I did. All right, what do we start off with? Uh, hmm. What would be a good news story, Bronx? I have so many. Oh, I think I have one that I'm going to want to comment on, but I'll wait till you get to it. Okay, well, we'll wait on that one. Uh, first things first, congratulations to uh, El Generico, as he actually now has officially signed his WWE deal. So uh, he'll be reporting to Florida within the next couple of days, and uh, we'll basically be wrestling on uh, NXT obviously the developmental territory for the WWE so congratulations are in order for Generico I uh, got a chance to sit down and talk with El Generico uh, at his last scheduled indie event which was the Heart Legacy uh, Wrestling Resurrection show so at least a couple good things came out of that but uh, great guy and, and I wish him all the luck in the world in the WWE yeah, I mean, you know, I'm not a big indie guy, but I have heard so many things about this guy, and I actually went and watched a few of his matches, and he's he's good, man. I think he could really have a big future, you know, when he learns the WWE style. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. No doubt. Uh, speaking of guys who've actually learned the WWE style, uh, get this, Daniel Bryan and John Cena will be attending Wizard World Philly Comic Con. Hmm. Could be interesting. For those of you that don't know, I'm pretty sure that it's still happening, but both Daniel Bryan and John Cena are dating the Bella Twins. Yes. I'm sure they're not swapping. I'm sure they, they have a set, you know, I, I don't know who's with Brie and who's with uh, uh, what's, her, what's Her Face, but, uh, you know, they're dating the Bella Twins, so... Conceivably, if things work out with the Bella Twins, Daniel Bryan and John Cena someday could be brother-in-laws. Well, I mean, do you think the Bella Twins have fun one night and say, look, you know, tell you what, tonight I'll take the GOAT, you take the champ, and then we'll switch again? No, because you can actually tell them apart. Like, their face is a little different. I just, I, I can't tell which one is which or, like, who's Nikki and who's Bree, but I can tell them apart. Well, and, and, and one of them has boobs and the other doesn't. So, I mean, there you go. Well, yeah, that's true. That's true. One paid for the surgery. The other one decided to. Now, which one is Cena dating? The one with the smaller boobs or the bigger? Uh, I'm, I'm thinking she probably is. Uh, or I'm thinking he's probably with the, the chick with the bigger boobs. Makes more sense. Yeah. Yeah, true. Because he probably, probably paid for the boob job. Yeah. And he probably makes more money than poor old Daniel Bryan. So, yeah, he gets a big booby one. Eh. Yes. Damn. So, I know there's a lot of people that are upset that, you know, CM Punk lost his championship after 434 days. 
You know, Swax was one we just kicked a little while ago for going apeshit nuts in the chat. You know, a lot of people are pissed about CM Punk losing his title and The Rock now being the WWE champion. But none more so than Thomas Dodderer. He's a 77-year-old man, Bronx, who got shot in the eye last week. What? He was more annoyed that CM Punk lost to The Rock than the fact that he was shot in the eye. Wow. Yes. I mean, look, I've had a lot of eye problems, and they superseded everything going on in my life. I mean, you know, I'm just kind of tired of these YouTube. What is he, one of these YouTube guys? I think so. I think he's in with the angry grandpa, and, you know, like, it, it, it's all staged, but it's it's hilarity. I mean, you know, uh, the angry grandpa's, uh, it's either his son or his grandson, Michael, the fat, overweight kid that's always fucking getting pissed off and breaking shit. It, it's just nonstop comedy. I mean, they're obviously getting paid from YouTube to do this shit, but nonstop hilarity, folks. Yeah, but don't make the wrestling fan look like a fucking dick. To get paid. I mean, it's like, you know, I saw like, you know, oh, 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 The Rock won, so let me destroy his DVD and let me have a, you know, shit attack. And I mean, really? Come on. I don't find it funny. I, okay, Angry Grandpa is funny. I'll admit, I get a chuckle, but his fat ass grandson, whoever he is, he's got about the same amount of talent as the ashtray in front of me. So stay off YouTube. Well, anyway, back to uh, back to this gentleman, Thomas Dodderer. Again, he's 77 years old. He was recently on the Abe Cannon show on Sirius XM. And um, he explained, you know, he's been a lifelong wrestling fan and remembers, you know, watching wrestling with his father and how he's a big admirer of uh, CM Punk, you know, in this day and age. Um, what they didn't know or what he didn't know was that the host actually had CM Punk on the show while they were talking with him. So he was basically on a, on a call listening <laughs> to this story. So Punk thanked him for being a lifelong fan and actually had to cut him off and say, you know, I'm not supposed to be a likable guy, but basically was telling him that he appreciates the fan support and everything else. So this guy kind of got a surprise for the whole, uh, you know, uh, he lost his eye, got shot in the eye, and fucking really took offense to the fact that CM Punk lost his belt to the Rocket. That's just crazy, folks. Yeah, it's crazy, but you know what? If it wasn't for guys like that, Vince might not be in business right now. I mean, I <laughs> look, I've made it my profession now to talk about this shit, but at the end of the day, me getting shot in the eye takes precedence over anyone losing the fucking title. Sorry. You should be worried about your fiber intake, Bronx, not being shot in the eye. All right, can we get this motherfucker off the show now? Ooh, do I annoy you? Do you feel you've been injusticed? Yeah, you do annoy me. You got your ass kicked by Batman. Go away. I'd like to challenge you to a game of Mortal Kombat, Bronx. Toasty! Fatality. Baden wins. Alright. I don't know if anyone just got what I just did. Did you just, like, shart yourself? No, do you remember there was a thing in on the SNES in Mortal Kombat, was it 2? When you knocked the motherfucker into the acid pit and sometimes when the skeleton would come up, it would go, Oh, yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. 
I always liked when uh, when Dan Forden would come out of the bottom of the screen. Dusty! Yeah. Dusty! Oh, Cla- Finish him. Classic gaming. Fatality. Bane wins. Anyway. <laughs> Bane. This will be like wrestling news Bane version here. It's He's completely taken over the show. I, I completely blame... Uh, bl- I can't even say his name. I completely blame Brad Maddox for this. Yeah, I mean, if we get sued by Christopher Nolan tomorrow, blame Brad Maddox. If anybody's going to get sued by Christopher Nolan, it'd be Brad Maddox for fucking obviously ripping off Bane's voice. Well, I mean, you know, Brad Maddox is, is, you know, he cuts a promo like Ric Flair after he's been hitting the head with a fucking brick. You know what the funny thing is? That Dean Ambrose talks like the Joker, and that now you got Brad Maddox walking around talking like Bane. You know? I mean, what's next? Is Roman Reigns going to start talking like the Penguin? Wah, wah, wah. We're the shield, see? Yeah. Wah, 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 wah. No, what you do is you have Ryback throw some French fry grease from his many meals into the face of one of the shield. And he comes back as two-faced the next week. Could happen. Good. Never know, man. Oh, let's see. Where were we? <clears throat> I've completely lost track of thought here. Oh, there was some TNA news this past week. Really? But, I mean, you know about it because you probably already talked about it. Yes. Apparently, uh, TNA is taking their act on the road. About time. I think it's great that, uh, you know, TNA is going on the road. I mean... Now, we just got to wait on the WWE to finally decide to do the same thing so that they can give people an alternative to TNA wrestling. You know, when WWE decides that they're going to start doing this every week and they're going to be in a different town, then things are going to heat up, folks. And I can't wait. Man, why you got to hate? Who hating? I ain't hating. It, it took why a while. Why be hating, man? Why be hating? I ain't hating. Look, it took a while, but they're doing it. So, you know what? Hey, I think it's a good thing. It's about 10 years too late, but yeah, they're doing it. True, true. Now what we'll see is what kind of audience they can draw. Because I'll tell you, when I see Impact in Europe, it's a different show. I mean, it's a different fucking show. Just the whole feel to it is different. You know, I don't know. Hopefully this will be something big for them. I mean, I, I think they're running out of options, and I'll say that. And, you know, this is their chance to maybe finally, albeit, as you say, late, do something big. So let's see where it leads. Well, according to my news report, Universal Studios spokesman comments on TNA leaving. Apparently said uh, he in, a, in uh, comments given to the Orlando Sentinel yesterday, Universal Studios spokesman Tom Schroeder said the company is grateful for the partnership that they had with TNA and its relationship between the two companies. Unfortunately, that's going to end next month as they haven't been paying rent and they're being evicted. So there you go. No, I'm kidding. Oh. I'm kidding. They're not being evicted. He didn't say that. But he, he did say that he hopes that they come back in the future at some point to uh, the Impact Zone, hopefully on one of their weekly shows. But uh, wish them well in their future endeavors. Well, they will. They're not going to abandon the impact zone. I don't believe that at all. I mean, it's like ECW. They had the Hammerstein Ballroom. You know, 
come on. They're not, they're not going to leave for good. Hey, my friend, we shall see. Apparently, uh, believe it or not, and I, and I don't believe it, Zack Ryder's latest single, Hoski, has cracked the iTunes Top 100 chart. I am not believing this shit, folks. You're kidding me. Really? The almost four-minute song is selling for $1.29 on iTunes and features his trademark woo-woo-woo and other references from his wrestling character. Once in a lifetime, we are blessed with a musical gift. The Beatles, Michael Jackson, and now Zack Ryder reads a funny review posted on iTunes. From start to finish, this masterpiece will leave your ears craving for more. Hoski is a gift from God. Long live Zack Ryder. Man. Yeah, okay. You can relate to this, man. What happened to music, bro? I mean, I grew up as a little kid in the car with my uncles listening to, you know, the badass music of the 80s. Then as I became a teenager, we had the badass music of the 90s. And that's about what I limit myself to. I like some new shit, but it's it's like, you know, anyone can make an album. Yeah, here's what we got in the 90s. What else would I hear? All the volumes. And that shit meant something, brother. I guess it, it did. I, I still think the best version of uh, Nirvana's Smells Like Teen Spirit was when Al Yankovic did his version. Don't know, don't know, don't know, oh no. First I'm yelling, now I'm mumbling, and you don't know what I'm saying. I love Weird Al. I can't believe you're a Weird Al fan. Oh, dude, <laughs> I, I love some Weird Al Yankovic, man. I, I've been a fan since Eat It, you know. I lost on Jeopardy, you know. Rocky Road. Uh, yeah, and Trigger Happy. That's a, a rare known gem. I love Rocky Road. So won't you go and buy half a gallon, baby? I love Rocky Road. Oh, yeah. Y-O-D-A Yoda. Yo, 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 Yoda. I met him in the swamp down in Dago by where it bubbles all the time like a giant carbonated soda. S-O-D-A soda. Oh, wow. We should do a whole show about Weird Al. I'd love to get him on. <laughs> I, I still think my favorite one has to be Amish Paradise, though. Oh, man. Amish Paradise was the shit. And he pissed off Coolio. Well, yeah, because he thought, he had, he thought that there was, like, miscommunication. He wanted to do the parody, and Coolio didn't want the fucking song touched because of its, you know, importance to culture, you know, uh, because of the message in the song. And there was some sort of a misunderstanding between his publicist and Al's publicist, and, you know, he ended up doing the song without the permission, and, of course, Coolio was pissed. So it is what it is. Well, to do a parody, you don't need permission, bitch. Sorry. It's true. <laughs> like a Surgeon was a good one, too. Oh, yeah. Anyway, we, we could do this all day, but getting back to some TNA news. Apparently, Reaction is returning as a YouTube show. Yeah, I read that. And what are your thoughts on that? Well, I mean, the show didn't exactly fucking knock my socks off when it was on TV. I'm okay with it. You know, put it on YouTube. Fine. No problem. I mean, it, it didn't do enough for me to warrant it. You know, I'm not totally shitting on it, but, you know, after Impact, I really didn't care. 
So, I mean, you know, uh, all right. WWE did it with, uh, what was it? Superstars for a while was totally on internet. Superstars. Right. You know. Actually, <laughs> I actually finally watched that movie the other day. Superstar with uh, Molly Shannon. All right. Now you're going over my head. Oh, you've, you've never seen it. Okay. No. <laughs> Why does that not surprise me? I can't say anything because I just saw it the other day, too, but. Anyway, it's got Molly Shannon, formerly of Saturday Night Live, and it's got Will Ferrell, and you know you've probably seen the skit where she's the she's the chick that like when she gets nervous she puts her her hands in her armpits and then smells her fingers. Oh yeah, yeah, I know that. Yeah, superstar, <laughs> it was a good show. It was all right. All right. Anyway, back to some more uh, TNA news. Apparently, the first Impact on the Road is going to be at the Sears Center Arena in Hoffman Estates, Illinois. This will be on March 14th, and the prices for the tickets, ladies and gentlemen, ticket prices are 15 25 45 75 and $125. The $125 is a luxury fan suite, which includes appearances by TNA superstars before and during the show. Full food and beverage catering in the room, private restrooms, and closed-circuit TV. Tickets go on sale Friday. Wait a minute, wait a minute. I spend one twenty-five, and I get food, private room, all this shit. And you might even get a lap dance from Velvet Sky. Fuck, I don't know at this point. Mm. Fucking Trey's like, I'm going. <laughs> I'll pay one hundred twenty-five for a lap dance. It's own. Yeah, but the thing is, you know, how much profit are they making doing this? I mean, don't get me wrong. God bless them. Those are some damn good prices. But do they cover your bottom line? They're going to cover somebody's bottom line, I assure you. Well, I mean, you know, it's like TNA's in slow motion. And, and you know, I, I agree with, you know, what you said. And I'll probably talk, you know, more on this Thursday. But you're right. They're kind of late coming to the dance and the things they're doing. I mean, on this network, people have been screaming for them to go on the road long before I was even a listener. I mean, they were saying that shit five years ago. I mean, it's like they're progressing, but it's in slow motion. Yes, yes. And in, in other news, folks, in case you didn't know, Bruno San Martino, yes, that one, the guy that was champion for seven years in Triple W, or yeah, WB, WWF, is going to be inducted in the Hall of Fame. Yes, it's happening. The deal has been made. Well, that's one of my big three. You know, him fucking you know randy savage and of course owen hart and we've got one out of three you know the other two probably will never happen and you know damn shame no i think macho will happen after vince dies or maybe in the next <laughs> couple of years maybe they'll fucking you know i look here's the thing and i know vince when macho died actually said some good things about him i think it's a shame that they didn't bury the hatchet and fix whatever problems they had before he passed away um and I think the whole uh, Lanny Poffo saying that Savage wanted to be inducted with his family, I'm sure he did, but you could still make it a case of the same year you're inducting Savage, you induct Lanny, you induct their dad, you induct Elizabeth. There's so much you could do to really appease the situation. So hopefully cooler heads prevail and the Macho Man gets his due. Because Macho Man is the headliner of the Hall of Fame. The year he goes in, he's not a side act. He's the fucking main event. Oh, no doubt. I mean, Savage is the head fucking line. 
I mean, you're, you, you know, you want to talk about one of the top guys in wrestling and you and I will, will always agree on this till the end of time. Definitely. You know, Randy belongs in there, but I think to a certain extent, so does Owen. I mean, I'm, look, I'm not going to say that Owen had the career that Randy did. Maybe if things had turned out different and that horrible tragedy hadn't gone down, who knows what Owen could have done. But still, he was a character I enjoyed. He was a wrestler I enjoyed. And I really hope at some point they work it out, you know, with, with Savage, with Owen. And I'll go as far to say the Warrior. The Warrior belongs in there. But like you said, as long as Vince is around, I don't think so. Can you imagine what it would have been like if the warrior, instead of being the warrior, was Bane? Oh, I mean, can you imagine how, how awesome that would have been, Brox? Hogan, the moon and the sun are in alignment. Yes. It's an injustice. You're the champion and I'm not. No. No, 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 no. Now you're going too far. Let's no. get Bane away from the warrior. Bane has hijacked the show. Yeah, I see that. Unreal. Uh, un unreal. I mean, could you imagine Warrior with that mask? That could have worked with the face paint. <laughs> Welcome to Wrestling News Bane. I'm your host, Bane. And I bring the pain. That's it. I'm turning on the bat signal. That's it. Shut up, Dwayne. You're really lame. Make it show, number one. Make it show. Oh, Lord. <laughs> I'm having too much fun. This is this is like the most random show ever, seriously. And it's your fault. Do you know why it's your fault? Because you got me on this Bane kick. Because you were talking about how he sounded just like, Brad Maddox sounded just like him. It's your fault. I blame you entirely. Everyone on the Facebook page has been saying it. I blame you for bringing it up. It's not me. Oh, take your medicine like a man and don't be a bitch. Fucking take your medicine. We Fess started, up to it. We started an hour late because of your technical unprowess. And? And? Shit happens. <laughs> speaking, yeah. of, speaking of shit that's happened, folks, Vince McMahon <laughs> recently underwent surgery. Ah, uh, yes. Had hip surgery. But guess what? He's already back to work. That's a tough son of a bitch, that Vince McMahon. I mean, he's like, you know, it makes him, you know, believe the stories I've read where, who is it? You know, John Cena, I think, said he has a battery in his arm. He changes all the time. Look, you know, bottom line, and this isn't a negative, that company will never be under anyone else's control as long as Vince McMahon is able to breathe period and i mean i give him credit you know i like that picture they showed today uh where he was in his hospital gown about to go under the knife and he gives the middle finger and of course you know for pg reasons they bleeped it out but you know he's he's a tough bastard but in that pick he did look like he got his pre-surgery happy shot i've gotten a few of those and you do get happy I'm just wondering if maybe Austin was hiding in the background and hit him with the fucking pan before he went under. I'll take it from here, nurse. That would have been great. But, you know, the secret in the pre-surgery shot that makes you feel great 
is a shitload of fiber. Yeah, fiber. It's good for your body. That's right, brother. Now, to, to finish off the news of the week, this is, this is the big story this week that made me go, what the fuck? Oh, boy. So we got to change the music for this one. You know, you know the rules. Okay. It's the main event. And usually if it's the main event, you know what's going to happen in the main event. Do it. It's bound to get crazy. As if there wasn't enough problems with the heart name this, this week, folks. Bret Hart, in a recent interview, was talking some serious shit about Triple H. I don't know how many people have heard this or seen the interview. But he talks about how Triple H is just a good wrestler and not a great wrestler. That Bret Hart can't think of one great match that Triple H has ever had. Or bringing up the Undertaker Triple H or yeah, the Undertaker Triple H match from this past year said it was mediocre at best. Really, Bret? Bret Hart said this. I I know I saw it. First of all, Tennessee Cowgirl, too much fucking info, okay? Number one. Number two, look. Number two happens with fiber. Why does everybody treat Bret Hart like the second coming of Christ, okay? You know, look, I was a fan of his for what he did in the ring. And a fan of his for, you know, being a respectable guy up until a certain point. But, I mean, at this point, come on, man. Why are you shitting on guys? You know, the whole Montreal screw job. I'm not even going to get into that. Okay, because that's just an excuse. Brett's a fucking prima donna. He's a mark. He's a fucking just someone who believes his own hype. And quite frankly... What everyone sees in Brett, I really don't see. Good wrestler, yes. Good promo, no. Enthusiastic, no. Captivating, no. Exciting, no. And any Canadian fans who want to shit on me, bring it. Because I know in Canada, Brett's God. But at the end of the day, he couldn't lace Austin's boots. And you know what? He couldn't lace fucking Shawn Michaels boots. He just, to me, I'm so tired, so tired of hearing about Brett fucking Hart and him coming out and talking shit about guys who are in the company now and talking shit on that match. Are you kidding me? Really? Well, now here's the thing. And Harmony is the biggest Brett Hart mark in the world. And so we were talking about this this past week. Um, she thinks that the match wasn't that great, but the story itself with uh, with Triple H, Sean, and The Undertaker uh, was really good. And, and to me, that's what really made the match. Um, you know, Undertaker was obviously still hurt from last year. He still had some nagging injuries. Uh, the match was very slow, methodical. I enjoyed the match, but I think the story is what really propelled that match. Now, I'm not a Bret Hart fan. I've never been a Bret Hart fan. I've always found him to be very boring in the ring. Is he a technical dynamo? Absolutely. Um, but to bring up Triple H and compare him to Bret Hart is like apples and oranges. Bret Hart is a technician. He is a mat wrestler. Okay, Triple H is a brawler. Same with Austin. Austin could mat wrestle, though. But Austin was a brawler as well. So it's a different 
style. When I think of great Triple H matches, and, and there are a few that come to mind, uh, I think of WrestleMania 2000, or excuse me, Royal Rumble 2000, uh, Cactus Jack and Triple H in a street fight for the WWE Championship. You know, I think of WrestleMania 20, the triple threat between Benoit and, and Michaels and Triple H. Anything he's ever done with Michaels, and it's not just because of Shawn Michaels. I mean, Bret Hart says he's not an innovator, you know. Well, what is it a brawler can innovate? You know, he's not a high flyer like a Rey Mysterio. You know, he brings he brings the point that CM Punk innovates, and Rey Mysterio is an innovator. Well, yeah, they are, but Triple H is a guy that's completely different. And if you're going to argue that he's not a technical wrestler, yeah, sure, he's not Bret Hart. Absolutely not. But I think Bret Hart is so overrated. And, again, I'm not a Bret Hart fan. I just I think his, his fucking verbal diarrhea this week kind of overloaded everything. You know, and I thought he was trying to be on good terms with the WWE. I mean, what's the deal here? What's the end game for saying that he doesn't even put Triple H in the top 1,000 wrestlers ever? I, I just, I don't get it. I really don't. I mean, the guy's got sour grapes. He's obviously still pissed about Montreal. And Triple H had a big part of that. I just think it's ridiculous. And Jim Ross said he respectfully disagrees with Bret Hart. So, there you go. Take it from JR, a man who's called literally every match possible. And if he's going to respectfully disagree, and he's called some great ones, folks. I just think Brett is bitter, and it's kind of ridiculous. Well, I mean, I don't respectfully disagree. I disagree, and I think you're a fucking dick. I mean, the bottom line is this. You know, and, and today I commented on a video about Brett talking about the Montreal screw job. Now, yes, yes, yes. Most of the time, it's the people interviewing Brett who bring it up, and he comments on it. But I'll never get over it. Well, here's the deal. Did you get over it when you allowed Vince McMahon to spit in your face? Did you get over it when you hugged Shawn Michaels and got paid to do a DVD with him, which was excellent, by the way, where the two guys sat down and jawed it out? I you have it. One th I'm sorry, JJ. I have it. it. It's a good DVD. Yeah. You know, the one thing I've always respected about Shawn is he let it go. You don't hear Shawn coming out every chance he gets doing an interview about Montreal, Montreal, Montreal. The bottom line is, contracts or not, when you leave a company and you make that decision to leave the company and you said it many times, JJ, you go out on your back. Get over it. This guy is more, you know, more obsessed with the Montreal screw job than a green fucking Bill Goldberg kicking his brain into one side of his head. I'm just so fucking, and if I get heat from Canadian fans, I'm sorry. I think Bret Hart is 10 times the hype that he really is. And quite frankly, in ring and on the mic, his brother Owen was far superior. Owen was more rounded because he could, uh, he could do the high-flying stuff, he could do the match stuff. So I would agree there. But I'll, I always liked Owen better anyway, so. Well, I mean, on the other hand, about Montreal, and I'll say this, the WWE hasn't exactly swept it under the fucking rug either. They bring it up whenever they can. And, you know, look, 
fucking Earl Hebner can still get heat on you screwed Brett. Really? 20 years later? I mean, that screw job gets more press than fucking what Benoit did. It's over. Get over it, everyone. Just get fucking over it. I'm tired of hearing about it. I agree, Bronx. I agree. Well, that's going to do it for the news of the week again. If you haven't signed up for the newsletter over at wrestling-online.com, go check it out and join over 27,000 other subscribers for free. So there you go. On that note, we're going to take our final break, just a quick one, and uh, read some emails if we have any. And I might I might attempt a phone call or two. I don't know. It's kind of brave, but we'll see. Oh. We'll see. It's getting late, so we'll figure this out. But uh, let's go ahead and take a quick break. We'll be back with more Wrestling News Live right after this, guys. Stay tuned. Hey, this is Olympic gold medalist Kurt Angle from TNA, and you're listening to Wrestling News Live on the SNS Radio Network. Oh, it's real. It's damn real. And now it's time for another edition of A Day in the Life of Hulk Hogan. To all my little Hulkamaniacs out there, Hulk Hogan just got back from the club, brother, and I'm about to lay the smack down on some poor, unsuspecting female that I met at the bar, brother. Are you ready for the Hulkster, brother? I was born ready. I, I've never done anything like this before, but I, I've seen you my whole life. My brother had posters of you on his door. Well, your brother's got good taste, dude. <laughs> so the question you got to be asking yourself, brother, what you going to do when the 24-inch python runs wild on you? Rip the shirt, Hulk. Rip the shirt. Rip it. Uh. Why isn't it ripping? Hulk? Brother, it's not pre-cut, brother. Sorry. How about I just take it off? Okay. Are you ready for the 24-inch python? Oh, I'm so ready. I love pythons. Well, get ready, brother. Why did you call me brother? Uh, just to have you don't like it when I call you brother? I, I kind of like it when you call me brother. <laughs> kind of turns you on, doesn't it, brother? <laughs> It kind of does. I do this all the time with Brutus Beefcake, brother. But I, but I really want to see the python, Hulk. The python. All right, brother, close your eyes. And get ready for a big surprise. Okay. Hulk? Hulk? Here comes the 24-inch python, brother. Is that like a baby python? Oh, must be cold in here, brother. Give me a second. And while the Hulkster looks for his fanny pack, we conclude yet another day in the life of Hulk Hogan. Joe, and you're listening to Wrestling News Live on the SNS Network. 
What up, biatches? We're back right here, Wrestling News Live on the SNS Radio Network. Samoa Joe bringing us back in. Yeah. And, of course, I am Mr. Money on the Mic, JJ Sexay, and I'm joined by my co-host, ladies and gentlemen. You know him, you love him, you hate him, you make fun of him. He is the Bronx father, Tony J. Mirabella, or as we like to call him, Tony Jabuda. Oh, God, he remembered that now. I got a memory like a steel trap, buddy. I don't forget. But it's always at my expense. Why? Why not? Why no, ask I'm why? Tired. Look, I'm tired of this abuse. Okay. I mean, I, I got you giving me shit about Picard. I got Bane coming on here every five minutes talking shit on me. This isn't fair. Who's next? Fiber. I mean, it's, it's all about it, fiber. You need fiber, Brox. Fiber. I mean, shit, is Bobcat Goldtwait going to call in and fucking shoot on me? He just fucking might. He hasn't called in in a long fucking time. He listens, you know. Oh, I know, man. He, look, he's a staple on Wrestling News Live. You never know, man. Fuck, you might even get Carl from fucking Sling Blade calling back in this motherfucker. He likes some French fried taters. Mm-hmm. What's that number you dial for the police now? Mm-hmm. You never know, man. Stranger shit has happened on this network. No doubt. Well, we do have an email to read. It's kind of a novel, but I'm going to read it anyway. So that's it. Let's kick it over to our email sounder. Hello, everybody. Sorry, I'm a little nervous. I've always really wanted to do this. I have received an email. Well, this one comes to us from Mark in the UK. Uh, Hey, guys, my bad. Long email this week. I understand if you don't read it all. With Cena winning the Royal Rumble and Rock being the WWE champion, I would like to see a triple threat at Mania. Cena, Punk, and Rock. I wish there... I was there at Mania last year. Cena versus Rock was not that over with the fans. So I think they need that extra ingredient in CM Punk. Now, I personally would like them to bring back Money in the Bank at Mania. Wishful thinking. I'm not a fan of WWE making that a pay-per-view. I'm really hoping at some point they merge the titles and... Just because I'm a Dolph Ziggler slash Ryback versus Lesnar at Mania and Ryback go over, that should really launch his career. Okay, at this point, if you shut me down, I understand. I was listening to TNA chat the other day, and I got to tell you, not that Trey is going to care what I have to say, but what the fuck, man? A friend of mine has Dan syndrome, and every time I hear that word, it's like the N-word and is not executable in the last person to call him, obviously, the R-word. I broke... The asshole's nose. I can hear it now. If you don't like what you have to say, switch off. Bronx, you're right not to... Bronx, you're right not to... Not all of us have bad teeth. Okay, gotcha. I have mine white and haha. I like my beer cold and my steak medium rare. Just wanted to throw that one in. We all don't sit around drinking tea and eating scones. It was also mentioned how stupid wrestling fans are. What about this one? The only thing that stops a bad guy with a gun is a good guy with a gun. No, you dump ass and take away no fucking guns. No kids aren't going to get shot. JJ, I really appreciate if you stuck with it to the end. Have a good one, guys. Wow. So obviously someone took offense to the uh, to some remarks that were made. So it is what it is. Trey is his own person. Right, right. 
And he says what he says, and, you know, that's just the way it is. Yeah, I mean, you know, look, I, I would like everyone to believe that no matter what we say on this network about race, sexual preference, none of us are bigots. I mean, I know I'm not. I mean, I'll crack a black joke. I'll crack an Asian joke. I'll crack a gay joke. But don't ever think that, you know, we're we're dead serious when we say that shit. We're fucking around. We're doing it to get a rise. But, you know, if anyone was offended on TNA Chat Live, I apologize. But <laughs> that's what you get when when Trey comes on. And, you know, when I'm paired with Trey, sometimes I say some inappropriate shit, too. But know that deep down we, you know, it it's a gimmick. We don't mean it, man. Well said. Uh, as far as uh, contents in the email, I don't want to see a triple threat. Uh I think Rock Cena is going to be fine. The title is the dynamic this year. So I, I, I think that something else needs to be in line for CM Punk. Now, if the Undertaker-CM Punk match that's rumored doesn't happen, then perhaps, just perhaps, they may have a triple threat. But I don't know. I just think it would change the dynamic to have that. I mean, the goal here is to put John Cena over. And I know people hate that, but that is the goal. If you throw Punk in the match, Rock doesn't even have to be pinned. CM Punk could take the pinfall. You see what I'm saying? I, I just I think it takes away if you add a triple threat match to this. It just makes more sense to go ahead and have a one on one match for the title. You know, Rock's done his thing. Think of all the promotion he's putting in front of this company. I mean, look no further than the Super Bowl this past weekend. The man was representing. Well, I mean, I agree, but I'll I'll throw this at you. With rumors that Taker might not even be in WrestleMania, what do you do with Punk? I mean, you know, we heard about Punk Taker possibly. If that can happen, what do you do with Punk? That's a good question, and that's something that they're going to have to figure out. Yeah, I mean, you know, Taker not being involved, if he's not involved, I mean, you know, there's still time. But I could see it, and I've heard the IWC buzzing about this being a triple threat match, and the emailer is not the only one that has said it. I could see them in desperation pulling the trigger, and yeah, we do have a triple threat. And I agree. It wouldn't be as powerful as Rock Cena too. But on the other hand, Rock wasn't even there last night. I mean, are we going to start this precedence again? I mean, look, your champ has to be on your show. And I'll give the same fucking, you know, criticism to TNA. Jeff Hardy not being able to go overseas. Well, it looks shitty when your main champion is not there. Now, hold on a second. I'm, I'm going to disagree on this because it's not a TNA and a WWE thing. So don't, don't start that shit with me. But I'm going to disagree in the fact that Rock will be making appearances and will be on the show. He wasn't there last night. He might not be there next week. But unlike Jeff Hardy, I mean, Jeff Hardy's going to miss four shows or however many shows they are in, in, on this fucking UK tour. That's a completely different thing. To not have your champion in the country because he's a felon and can't fucking go overseas is completely different from a guy who's a movie star and promoting the fuck out of your company. Completely different. It's apples and oranges, and you can't really apply the two. Well, you're right on the aspect of the reasons are different, but the problem is... How many casual fans know the reason? You know, I agree with you. Jeff Hardy, definitely, you know, it's his own fault. But still, 
I don't like a one or even two week gap where your WWE champion isn't there and CM Punk is taking up 18 minutes at the beginning of the show talking shit and you're not there to respond. Okay, okay, but, but here's the point. He's at Raw next week, he's at SmackDown and the Elimination Chamber. So, like, three dates within a week. Unlike Jeff Hardy, who's not anywhere fucking near. Like, it, it, this is not an applicable argument at all. Well, I mean, it's just the comparisons have been made. Whether, you know, I agree with it or not. I mean, and I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. But I'll, I'll say the same thing about Brock. You know, Brock was here last week. He was here this week. Is he going to be here next week? I, I just don't like... My thing is, on the road to WrestleMania, you should be on every show. Now, if The Rock had obligations, you could have recorded something. But at least have something from The Rock last night. I mean, Punk comes out at the beginning of the show and goes on a 20-minute tirade. And there's just no response by Rock. Yeah, but you didn't really need one. True, true. But, I mean, like, seriously, he doesn't need to. Why does Rock need to respond to Punk? He beat him. He's the champ. I mean, it, 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 I, it just doesn't make sense. And I'm looking at the chat room, and Swax is like, if, if CM Punk loses another WWE Championship match, we riot. What more do you want, man? The guy was champion for 434 straight fucking days. It's like when Cena was champion for that fucking long year stretch. And I was bitching up a storm because I was sick of seeing John Cena as the champion. No offense to CM Punk, but the son of a bitch should have been stripped in fucking December when he couldn't compete at the uh, TLC match. Right, 30-day rule. But they kept it on him so they could put it on the fucking rock at the Rumble. Let's be real. Like, I like CM Punk just as much as the next guy, but get the fuck over it and move the fuck on. Do you think because he lost the belt he's done now? That CM Punk's going to be a mid-card jobber the rest of his fucking career? God damn. No, no, not at all. But, you know, my thing is, how many more years, and, and this is kind of a different topic, but not. How many more years can you depend on guys like The Rock, Brock Lesnar, you know, to carry WrestleMania? Now, I have no problem with it if you do it for a little bit. But we talk about not building up stars and the rock comes back and the ratings for raw skyrocket. And they went down a little bit last night because rock wasn't there. What I'm saying is how long, you know, how many years do you think the rock will go? How many years do you think you can keep bringing back guys to spike WrestleMania years ago? WrestleMania was made by the current stars. You didn't, I mean, yeah, you went back and you brought back past stars to make cameo appearances, but you didn't embed them in storylines. The Rock, Brock Lesnar, two guys who, all right, Brock's not that old, but still, man, you know, at what point do you, you know, put the responsibility of WrestleMania on your current talent and not past talent? You know, I'm I'm looking in the chat, and again, yeah, I mean, Swax, I think you're the dumbest son of a bitch on the planet. I mean, I, you know, sorry to shoot on you, brother, but you got to be the dumbest son of a bitch that's ever fucking graced my chat room, okay? 
I don't understand what you don't get. You're sitting there, oh, everybody loves The Rock, and he's only going to wrestle two or three times a fucking... Shut the fuck up. You obviously don't fucking get it. Your mentality's not there for you to understand what the fucking plan is. I mean, thank God guys like Dolph Ziggler understand why The Rock is back. I mean, just recently he fucking was in an interview talking about it's a good thing that The Rock's back. Do you know why? Because because The Rock's back, people that might not be watching the product have their eyes fixated on what's going on. So when Dolph Ziggler goes out and performs, people that might not have seen him before are now getting a chance to see him in the ring. It's pretty goddamn self-explanatory. Well, I mean, you know, they're using The Rock. That's fine. I'm not, you know, shitting all over it, but... The Rock puts over Cena. Cena's already a guy who's way over. But if The Rock puts him over, it's like even greater. Now, what would you do after that to try to have some, you know, continuity? Would you have Ryback go over Cena at some point to push him to the next level? Have I not I, said that? I think... I said that last week, that the that my my plan here, or that my scenario to elevate Ryback to the next level is by SummerSlam, he fucking takes the title off John Cena in a fucking match. You know, you've got John Cena, the champion, versus Ryback, the undefeated challenger, you know? And fucking Ryback beats him clean. And it's a passing of the torch moment because Cena is winding down. He's not going to be on top of the business for the next 10 years, guys. You need somebody else. So by Rock putting over Cena, Cena in turn puts over fucking Ryback or whoever else they decide to put in that spot. It's fucking common sense. It makes fucking sense. And it makes fucking money more than anything else. Well, I mean, if they do it that way, if they put Cena over Rock just so, John Cena has the ability to turn someone else like a Ryback into a monster superstar, I'm fine with it. But you do have to worry about WWE quote-unquote logic where Rock puts over Cena and Cena runs a year with that title. And yes, Maze, you're right. He is not undefeated anymore. He, he was defeated. I spoke out of turn on that one. I didn't actually mean to say he was undefeated, but what I was trying to say was you get the irresistible force meets you know the immovable object and obviously John Cena and Ryback. And Ryback goes over clean. So thank you for correcting me. Right. And I mean, you know, the fact that no one, I mean, even Dolph, I mean, look, we've all bitched about how he's hit Cena with 50 fucking finishers and Cena kicks out. If all of this leads, if all of this leads to Cena passing the torch, then I'm in total agreement with you and I'm fine with it. But if it leads to a lengthy Cena title run, which, J.J., I don't mean to piss you off, but I think almost in their sick minds they might be thinking about again, if that happens, I will bitch. Well, and if a frog had wings, it wouldn't bump its butt when it fucking jumped, now would it? All right, now you're getting Southern and you're scaring me. Well, I am Southern. Just because I live in Canada, don't fucking think I'm going to be sitting here A and a boot and all that other bullshit. I'm fucking redneck as they get. Yeah. <laughs> I know, because when you get pissed off, you bring out those one-liner, you know, redneck references. I mean, you know, Trey talks about fucking dancing chickens. I, I still don't get that. And you never will. 
But I tell you what, we're going to open the phone lines, take a few calls before we get out of here. So you know the number to call. It's 501-588-7957. If you're in the chat room and, well, you're in the United States and you want to call toll-free, well, you can do that. It's 1-888-890-9618. If you're on Skype, you can hook us up at Sunday Night Showdown. We're going to try this. We're going to see how it works. I mean, let's keep in mind that we've had problems with Bronx all night, but I think we've got everything smoothed out. So I want to see how far we can clusterfuck this show. So... Uh, the phone lines are open, so let's have fun. Just a few calls. Then we're problems out of here. with me. Problem with you? You said we've had problems with Bronx all night long. <laughs> well, apparently you don't have enough fiber in your diet, Bronx. And apparently you still have a thing for Jean-Luc Picard. Oh, I hate you. How can you respect someone yet hate them so fucking much? I mean, how do you do your job with all those calluses on your fingers? Wow. Well, well, I bet these calluses could get your computer working right. <laughs> really? You just said it was my motherboard, so, you know, on the other one. So, I mean, good luck. I mean, if you want to fly to Canada, and, and, and I'll, I'll fucking pay for your tech support if you do. But if you want to come out here and fucking work on this computer, you're more than welcome to, man. Bring it with you, man. When you come to New York, bring yeah, it with you. I'm going to bring it with me. Yeah, okay. <laughs> sure. I'm sure I'm going to pay an extra carry-on bag so they can fuck my computer up. And not only that, when they x-ray your shit and see all those circuits and processors, your ass will end up in jail anyway, so. <laughs> or somebody's hand will end up my fucking ass. Fuck that shit. What? Body cavity search, bitch. TSA. Okay, okay, I'm Are out. Are you not fucking just... getting that? Oh, my God. No, I get it. You just mentioned a hand up your ass that's not from experience is it no i've never been body cavity searched before okay good okay just saying i would hate to go through the fucking tsa with a fucking computer and then fucking go and strip search me and you got some guy that's about the size of the great colleague with fucking hands as big as my tv set shoving his fucking fist up my ass no thank you i'll pass the i mean fuck <laughs> for you that might be considered a good saturday night for me it would be a fucking nightmare that being said, let's go to the phone lines. Welcome to Wrestling News Live. Who's this? <laughs> wow. Can I believe I just heard that? Hey, guys, this is Latino718. What's up, dude? Uh, not much, not much. Uh, interesting show so far, I got to say. Uh, first thing, I want to talk about with this whole thing with Bret Hart. Now, I will say this. I am a Bret Hart mark. You know, I've been a fan of his in, uh, since the early 90s. But just like Jr., I will respectively disagree with what he said uh, about his counts with Triple H. I thought it was... I mean, I don't know where his head was at when he said that, to be honest. I think he's just bitter, man. I don't know. It sounds like bitterness, but uh, I don't know. He just has to explain himself more in detail about that. But, you know, you know, we'll see what happens. But, you know, it is what it is. As far as Raw goes, um, it was all right. Um uh, like you guys, I'd probably give it like a C plus. There was a lot, several good matches. Um, you know the one uh, Punk and uh, Jericho. That was a pretty good match. Uh, and you know after Raw went off the air, I completely forgot that Ziggles wasn't even on the show. I know, right? Uh, just like what's up with that? Yeah, it was like people were talking about. It, and I thought to myself, oh shit, he he wasn't on the show. I completely forgot. Well, I mean, you know, it, it's like, yeah. You know, there are so many comparisons to be made between Chris Jericho and Dolph Ziggler. I would almost like to see them in a program. 
you know, because I think they're so similar Two arrogant, cocky assholes who think they're rock stars. Now, I'm not saying you have a heel Jericho. You can keep Ziggs the heel. But, you know, a program between the two of them, I think could be cool. But, yeah, you know, it was like last night. The flow went on. And when it was over, I, I was like, wait a minute. Where's Ziggler? <laughs> I know there was no well, Ziggler, like, no AJ, no Biggie. I mean, what what happened? Well, to, to back up a bit, Bronx, well, we already saw a, a Ziggler and Jericho match. And it happened last year, which is, boy, it was, it was all right. Uh, you know, there's talks of them having another match at Mania. I mean, I mean personally, I, I don't want to see that because I've already seen it. You know, there's nothing new to that, in my opinion. Yeah, but I think the dynamic would be different. I mean, I, I mean, Dolph has has been on a, obviously a, I want to say a meteoric rise. I mean, but it's been a slow build for him. Um, I, I I think that having a match with Jericho at Mania, especially with this current character that he's got going on, you know, with his entourage being Biggie and AJ, and now that Jericho has kind of gone back to full face mode. Um, I think the two of them will probably tear the house down. I mean, given an opportunity at WrestleMania, I mean, I, I could see them stealing the show. Yeah, it's different. You know, it's, you know, the same match, but with two different characters. I think it could work. I agree. I mean, and, and truthfully, the last time oh. they wrestled, it was Jericho was leaving the company. So they had to put him in a match so they could have some reason to explain why he was leaving. Um, so, I mean, it wasn't the greatest match, but I think WrestleMania would be a different story. Well, we'll see what happens. Um, <clears throat> you know, all this talk with uh, Punk, well, you know, I mean, we know he's not going to win the match with Rock at the pay-per-view. It's obvious. And there's a lot of speculation. Well, what's it going to do? And, you know, I was thinking, you know, and if there's a possibility of Taker not doing WrestleMania this year, you know, and all these talks of, bringing back the Money in the Bank match on, the, on WrestleMania, I kind of see put Punk into that match as well with several guys. Um, I think it would be, I think it would make much better sense to put Punk into that match and get that briefcase again. I'm with you. I, I, I tell you something I just now remembered from last night's Raw that, that, that kind of bothered me. Um, What's the deal with Antonio Cesaro? It's like he's the U.S. champion, but here lately he's been losing in non-title matches a lot. You know, you had Ryback just squash him last night. You know, either you're going to push this guy and, and give him a good run with this belt, or maybe it's time to take the belt off of him. Now, I could almost see a situation where you take Ryback right now and you put him in a situation where he faces Antonio Cesaro wins the United States title and just runs roughshod with it for the next six months going into SummerSlam where he would face John Cena and become the WWE champion. I think it would be a, a great way to rebuild Ryback after all the bullshit that he's kind of been through and to, to really give more precedence to the, to the title. I mean, obviously, I think Cesaro's done a great job with it, but you know, what's the point in having him fucking wrestle Ryback two or three times and lose? I mean, at some point, there's got to be an end game here. It's like, okay, well, he's beaten the U.S. champion twice. Doesn't he deserve a fucking title match? You know, and I'd rather see a guy like Ryback get a singles championship before he gets a run with the with the main title. Well, I mean, it was like when Santino had that belt, you know, and then Cesaro got it, and you were like, okay, 
it's getting some credibility. But now, you know, again, they're shitting on it. It's just, I agree. I don't know. And Sir Owen Disney says, oh, yeah, and let them have more Ryback-Goldberg comparisons. The brother's bald. He's jacked. People are going to fucking call him Goldberg. It doesn't really matter at this point. He wrestles nothing like Goldberg. He doesn't spear people. He doesn't jackhammer them. So, I mean, again, because he's bald and buff, he's Goldberg. It is what it is. Well, yeah. well we just do it for shits and giggles, you know. That's true. Anything else, uh, Sandro? Yeah, just one thing. Um, you know, speaking of Ryback and what happened last night, um, I was kind of doing a fantasy book in that. Me, personally, I would like to see a match between Ryback and Mark Henry. Mm. I uh, think that could go ahead. be somewhat of a spotlight for him, taking out one of the former champions at the biggest stage of them all. Uh, you know, that might not be a bad idea, but I would really, again, I want to see Ryback win that title at SummerSlam, and I want to see him run with it for a little bit, and I want to see him defend it against guys like Brock Lesnar and... and uh, Guys like Mark Henry, you know, former champions, you know, for big powerhouse guys to kind of prove that he's the real deal. I think that's what they need to do. But I could see him going through the, these guys to get to John Cena because ultimately they're going to have to do something where they have the angle. I mean, they kind of set it up at the Rumble this year. Your last two guys were Cena and Ryback, and that's going to that's gonna translate later this year. Yeah, and, you know, two faces, it usually doesn't work. But if you look at, like, Hogan, Warrior, you know, things like that, Ryback, Cena, you know, your two biggest faces in the fucking company going at it one-on-one, you know, no one interfering, that could be huge. It does work sometimes. Or even, you know, Hogan, Warrior, it works. We could see it. Yep, it could work. Yeah, we also saw a little bit of a preview of that um, at the Rumble, you know, with Cena and Ryback. <clears throat> but, you know, we'll see what happens. Um, well, with that being said, I'm out of here. Take it easy, guys. Hey, are you guys going to that fucking uh, indie show? Um, I talked to Crelly, but he hasn't gotten back to me, so I don't know. Well, you know, if Crelly comes through, yeah, I'll go. Fuck it. Tommy Dreamer, fuck yeah. I'm sure, I'm sure he'll come through for you guys. Yeah, I know he will. He better. <laughs> he's fucking Crelly, damn it. He, he's, he's an international superstar. He fucking jet sets to the United States all the time. He's got you guys hooked up. He's got them on speed dial. If he says he'll get you tickets, he'll get you tickets. We'll see what happens. All right, Better man. Get it done, Crelly. You hear me? That's right. <laughs> all right, buddy. Thanks for the call. All right. Take it easy, guys. All yeah, right. Man, you know, I, have to, I might have to buy Latino, you know, some beers and shit. You know, we'll hang out. Yeah. I'm down. <laughs> Oh, I can't wait to see that. Tino might pop you in your eye and you wouldn't even know it because you wouldn't see it coming. <laughs> you know what's crazy? I got a private message from a listener the other day who lives literally less than a mile from me. And he was like, hey, Bronx, you know, we we live close to each other. And I'm like, really? Wow. And, you know, it's amazing. It's amazing the, you know, listenership and the outreach that we have and it's not that big a world because for me to hear a guy telling me about you know the number six subway train and all that shit and knowing exactly where i am it's uh it's scary and fun at the same time well before we get out of here i do have a clip that i want to play for you guys um 
I was asked to do a CBC radio interview yesterday, so I'm going to play that for you guys really quick before we get out of here. But uh, Mark the Shark DiCarlo called me while we were in commercial break and had some good news for me and said something about he has money for me. So I don't know. Maybe, I, maybe I'm getting paid. Wow. Yeah, it could, could all come to an end, folks. So we'll see. But uh, with that being said, I'm going to go ahead and play this interview real quick, and then we're going to head out of here and uh, call it a night. It's been a crazy night as it is. It's about the normal time we did in the show anyway considering we lost an hour. Right. But uh, with that being said, here is uh, Jeff Jackson on CBC Radio. Uh, so we're curious to hear what our listeners have to say about this one. Which mispronounced words really irk you? Or in this case, it's grammar in some cases as well. We'll take that too because they're just as entertaining. <laughs> you can call our talkback line at 403-521-6244. Send an email to homestretch at cbc.ca. You can also reach us on Twitter. We're at CBC Homestretch. It's now seven minutes to four o'clock. Well, people worked at a wrestling event at the Stampede Pavilion last month say the organizers have dropped a financial elbow on them. Hart Legacy Wrestling packed hundreds of fans into the pavilion made famous by Stu Hart's Stampede Wrestling. Now, according to some of the people that did the work, many of them didn't get paid. Jeff Jackson is one of the people looking for his money. He was the play-by-play announcer for Hart Legacy Wrestling, and he joins me now on the line. Good afternoon, Jeff. Good afternoon. How's it going? Great, thanks. Uh, better than what's going on for you, apparently. Uh, what's the status of your payment for the January 18th wrestling event that you did? Uh, the status is I've yet to receive anything. And how much are you owed? Uh, well, a couple hundred bucks. Uh, you know, the price is not really the issue. It's the principle of the fact that we work the show, and then we're told at the end of the night that... Uh, that he didn't have the money, the promoter, John Oniston. And uh, we gave him till the 22nd. And he actually said he was going to make due on what we were owed and then add about 100 bucks extra to that. And uh, the 22nd came and gone, and it was excuse after excuse until finally I decided to go public and let everybody know that uh, it doesn't look like we're getting paid. What role did members of the Hart family play in this organization besides lending their name to it? Uh, well, Teddy Hart, uh, the oldest of Stu's grandchildren, actually wrestled on the card, and I believe Wayne Hart was a referee. Uh, but other than that, I mean, that was pretty much it. I mean, uh, well, Davy Boy Smith Jr. also wrestled on the card, the son of Davy Boy Smith, obviously. Um, but they weren't really the ones, aside from uh, you know maybe booking the event, they weren't the people behind with the money. It was uh, John Oniston and Stacy Angel who were the promoters in this case and were the financial backing that kind of backed out on us. What are you hearing from athletes and others who worked on the show? Um, I'm hearing that some of them have been paid, and I'm also hearing that uh, checks have bounced as well. So it's two different stories right now. So what's next in your battle to get paid? Um, I don't foresee getting paid. I mean, as much as I'd like to be compensated for the work that I did, I know a DVD is scheduled to come out, uh, I believe, in the next week or so which I find kind of funny because, you know, I, I kind of need to get paid before that's going to go out on the market. How many people were at the event? Oh, man, the pavilion was packed. I, I couldn't guesstimate. I would say anywhere from 1,200 to 1,800. The place was packed. And how much were they paying to get in? Do you know? Uh, prices varied. I think the lowest tickets were like a little over 25, and I think the highest were about 50. So clearly you think there's a market for pro wrestling in this city. What do you think a story like this one is going to do to it? You know what? To be quite honest, I think Heart Legacy Wrestling is dead. The, again, the promoters have failed to, you know, basically, get, they've given their word and they've failed to come through. So I, I can't foresee anybody 
uh, working for this promotion. I know they had a show scheduled for February 22nd. Now they're backing out and saying that those dates were never solid when, uh, you know, I, I have a radio show of my own that I do every week. I had John Morrison, who was scheduled to be a part of that show, on my radio show, promoting that he'd be in town for three dates. And uh, so they're saying now that nothing was concrete and, you know, despite posters at the January 18th show saying that they had shows otherwise. So it's, it's a gong show right now. Jeff, thanks for joining us today. No problem. Thanks for having me. Jeff Jackson is a former member of the broadcast team for Heart Legacy Wrestling. CBC put in several calls to Heart Legacy Wrestling for comment, and none of those calls were returned. Well, it's the end of the line for the penny. Today, the Canadian Mint will stop circulating the coins, and eventually they'll disappear from cash registers and pant pockets across the country. You know what the cool thing was? What's that? I was, I was the semi-main event to the penny being ousted out of circulation yeah why can't you know they do that here i hate fucking pennies i'm sure they will at some point bro yeah probably good job man well you know it is what it is and of course there's the the video story which they really didn't uh really didn't do as good as i thought that they were going to do i mean i I was there for about 30 minutes when they interviewed me and they used obviously very little of what i said and didn't really use anything good of what I said. So, I don't know. They're the news. They do what they do. It's just funny to me. Right. Like, literally, you got more out of that four-minute conversation than you did out of the video report. Yeah, I saw it. And, you know, I, for what it was, it was good. But I, I was sure that, you know, you gave more that we didn't see. Oh, so. I, I did. I was there for 30 fucking minutes. Trust me. I gave a lot more than that. But You it, look good, though. It, it is what it is, man. It is what it is. Um, so I guess really with that being said, we're going to go ahead and wrap things up on the program. I want to thank everyone for tuning in and I want to thank everyone. Uh, obviously you guys listening live, this doesn't apply to the archive listeners, but I want to thank you guys for hanging out, you know, and, and kind of waiting the storm tonight because, uh, there almost wasn't a show. Trust me. I was, I was about ready to pull out what's left of my hair. Uh, it was pretty bad scene, but, uh, looks like we got everything worked out and I think we're good. So shouldn't affect anything else moving forward i hope knock on wood so, is that real wood uh well yeah it's my table so yeah it's wood not flake board no wood it's wood all right we're good i mean if i put you through this table it would really fucking hurt <laughs> but anyway uh i want to thank you bronx for joining me tonight as usual no problem man it was fun it was crazy i want to thank bane for stopping by you're welcome jj you know to boost ratings we might have to have Bane every week. Yes. I could do the weekly fiber segment, Bronx. It would work. Maybe. Maybe. Not my call, though, man. Ladies and gentlemen, eat lots of fiber. You don't want your intestines to seize. It's quite painful. So on that note, we're getting the fuck out of here before anything else crazy happens, folks. We'll see you next week for another thrilling and crazy edition of Wrestling News Live. See, people say this show's not interesting. I don't understand that because there's something interesting that happens on this fucking show every fucking week. Every week. Yeah. So Who knows what will happen next week? You know, tune in. Yeah. Before I kick it over to JSK, I, I have picked a, a song of the night just because I'm, you know, we just had Latino on the line, and this is kind of a dedication to Latino. You know? And just because I love this fucking song. I haven't heard it in forever, and I was just running through my, my music files to see what I had, and so we're, we're going to play this out. But... Uh, Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We'll see you next week for another thrilling edition of Wrestling News Live. Make sure you're listening to all the programs here on the SNS Radio Network, shows like TNA Chat Live with Tony Jabroni. 
And, of course, the open book with Sean and that British guy, Ashley. Don't forget shows like the Elite Force Podcast with Chuck W. And, of course, the weekend edition with Walkie and Mindwipe. Uh, shows like Beyond the Bell with Sean Beckerman. And to everyone listening to the sound of my voice, if you have problems downloading Beyond the Bell, notify Sean Beckerman. This is not an SNS problem as he actually has his archive on another server. So not our problem if there's a problem with you downloading the show. Take it up with Sean Beckerman. Mindwipe is ready to snap you motherfuckers in half. So he asked me to relate that message to you. Stop bitching about it and take it up with Beckerman. Well, you see, I think it'd be better if Bane explained this. See, you explaining it isn't going to, you know, really get the message over. Have Bane tell people what's going on. Bane? Well, if you have a problem downloading, you need to talk to Sean Beckerman. It's his problem. And you can just email me and maybe I'll break his back. It's an injustice that you can't download properly. Maybe Sean should have some fiber. Yeah, or his internet, you know, his connection should have more fiber. There you go. Thank you, Bane. Appreciate it, bro. Fatality. Bane wins. Wow. On that note, we're out of here, folks. We'll see you next week. Don't forget shows like Running the Ropes as well. Sorry, guys. I hate to throw that. I know Maverick's in chat. I, I should make sure that we, we pimp that one out. And Crelly, you know, I, I, I want you guys to be able to go to this indie show. So uh, Running the Ropes with, with uh, Crelly and Mav. Check that out as well. The whole indie show with uh, Randy and, of course, Ashley. And to anyone else that I missed, I am so sorry. We just have so many shows on this network. It drives me nuts. So we're out of here. Bronx, say goodbye. Goodbye. JSK, take it away. No. Cool. With that being said, thank you very much for listening to the show. Thanks for everybody uh, that participates in the forum boards, and thanks for everybody participating in the chat room. Until next week, peace, 420, kiss my ass. Good night, white people. I'm out. It's for all you Latinos out there. It's time to it's time to blaze it up, baby. I'm a roll eighty four to them start clacking. Put them on their back, got them asking what happened. Only what's cracking, it's gonna be back. See me on the slab in the beautiful lag. If you want a jack, I got something for you. Got another case, so I gotta call my lawyer. Gotta find chick that look just like Latoya. And I bet 50 G's on my boy De La Hoya. Trying to stay free with the loot they pay me. Boy, I'm a vet and you still a trainee. Ballin' daily with my green lady. She asked him what have I done for her lately. I'm a dog like Scrappy, my girl tried to slap me. Got her by the hand, I told her don't get happy. She just bought khakis, got the saviola. Mr. High Roller moving Coca-Cola while I stay. Having big things, but you never hear me bragging. Pick your chick up, and it's gonna be a stabbing. Haters get mad, and the woman autograph. Let me hear you rap, man. I promise not to laugh. To you, bro. Watched the wrong path when I went and bought a half. Sold out on the cut, now it's time to call a cab. Stop at Jimmy Chains for the wings and rice. Then to the store, I need a 40 and some dice. What they hitting for? Come out with little Joe. Can you play 500 on a what? 10 or 4? Let them go, let them go. Boy, start leaving. He a wood hustler, never caught sleeping. Barbing and weaving. Block bleeding, ain't gonna quit till you hate to stop breathing. And I say, high so high, I'm high uh, so high. I stay high.
came up slinging them cocoa leaves. Many stories about territories. At the dope house, we don't call the police. Feel a cold breeze when I give a low freeze. I got no love for you, Studio G. I buy old Jeeps and I wear a gold leash. But what the hell is money if you got no peace? Homies in the back and they ready to attack. And we don't go to clubs where you can't wear your hat. Homie, where you at? Represent where you from. Let the dumb dumb or you don't dare to come. All you jealous boys is trying to destroy us. I run you out my city like the Tennessee Oilers. Got nothing for us. Listen to my chorus while I sit back and blaze up a damn forest. Staying so high, so high. Exclusive to the SNS Radio Network. You're welcome, Mace. Fatality. Bane wins.